0: board bombs Now here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is more enjoyable and more fun. I'm joined here by Dr. Blake Briggs. Actually, just kidding. He is not going to be joining us today. Dr. Briggs is busy right now. Uh, We had a scheduled appointment to do this, but he was a bit upset because he's been in Alabama now for more than a few months now and he has not had the opportunity to visit the USS Alabama yet. And you know, I encouraged him to go and do that because both of us are obsessed with battleships and aircraft carriers. I did ask him in the future though, that he give me a bit of a warning when he decides not to show up. But you know, the show must go on. For every 10-minute episode, we drop high-yield board knowledge. We like to say come from the stem, stay for the content. Uh, this is part of our collaboration that we have with ASEP's Peer Review. They give us their extensive peer database, and we give them our awesome voices. You can find us on Twitter at bombs and you can find us on Instagram at the same. Our website is iamborebombs.com. We have a ton of quick guides and pamphlets that you can go through, things you can print off during shift, which is pretty awesome, especially if you're teaching to your medical students, residents, PA students. Some awesome guides there. And also, just if you want to learn more, learning is fun. Remember that. Take a look, it's in a book, A a reading rainbow. So moving on. Typically here, I'd say, hey, Dr. Briggs, are you ready for the next topic? But I can't do that because Dr. Briggs right now is visiting one of the final and fourth members of the South Dakota class battleships that was built in the United States Navy in the 1930s, the USS Alabama. Moving on to the question. The day after Halloween, you are presented with a 10-year-old boy who complains of nausea and abdominal pain. Mom and dad say the child ate copious amounts of candy. They use the word copious, which makes you wonder why they couldn't just say a lot, but your mind quickly snaps back to the child after you did miss the next few words that the parents said. They say that usually they don't allow their children to eat this much candy, but they shrug their shoulders and say, quote, it's a pandemic, right? Question mark, quote. Wondering if this is in fact a rhetorical question or not, you just move on. You decide to examine the child. The pain presented suddenly, and at times it's come and gone. It has been present for the past 12 hours. The parents state the child has had a fever, but when you ask for the specific temperature, they say it was 99 degrees, right? The abdominal pain is right-sided and radiates to his right groin. No diarrhea. On exam, the abdomen is soft, but there is some tenderness in the right lower quadrant. The right testes is tender, but there's no urethral discharge. So what's the next best step in management? Order abdominal and pelvic CT, perform external rotation of the testes, perform testicular ultrasound, perform internal rotation of the testes. The correct answer here is Form external rotation of the testes. This is a great question. Really, really glad that ASAP's peer has this question listed. Uh, It's a question for real life. And it's a great board question that you almost certainly will be presented with at some point. First of all, getting a genital urinary exam is absolutely essential in the evaluation of abdominal pain in almost any patient sudden onset of severe growing pain scrotal pain especially in a child you really need to think about this it's a hallmark of testicular torsion remember how this was presented sudden you know we mentioned the right lower quadrant again that was to have you develop i guess an anchoring bias but you have to remember this is sudden so don't just immediately think of appendicitis and remember It's absolutely critical to see these kiddos in your ER rapidly because oftentimes they're presented as a kid that's just having some nausea, abdominal pain, some sort of viral gastroenteritis. But you always have to have testicular torsion on the differential because the longer there's diminished blood flow to the testes, the less likelihood that you have that it's going to be salvaged. There's one study that even indicates that the salvage rates drop from 96% if you're at the four to six hour mark down to 20% after the 12-hour mark. And that's why 12-hour mark was critical here. You know, we mentioned that for a particular reason. This patient's symptoms have already been present for 12 hours. So the emergency physician needs to attempt detorsion of the testes and obtain emergent urological consultation. We do not list emergent urological consultation as an answer choice because, again, they go hand in hand. The most common direction for testicular torsion is medial in two-thirds of the cases. So that first attempt that you do is to correct it and to correct it by rotating the testes externally, remember, towards the thigh. The way that you're always taught this in residency is as if you're opening up a book. Pain relief or return of a normal lie indicates a successful procedure. Remember, if relief is not apparent right away, You can try to detour in the opposite direction. But again, that first attempt, you should do external rotation of the testes. Testicular torsion accounts for about 30% of acute scrotal pain presentations. And it's considered, again, a surgical emergency. Timing is absolutely critical. And that's why it's that surgical emergency. We mentioned those salvage rates and how they absolutely plummet after the 12-hour mark. Signs and symptoms of testicular torsion include unilateral pain and swelling with an abnormal lie of the testes. Sometimes it's you know riding, like high riding or horizontal. It's important to note that symptoms alone might not indicate complete obstruction of blood flow, but it can you know, result from intermittent or diminished blood flow as well. So think about that colicky pain that, th- that the child is presenting, and so they might have had extreme pain by the time they show up to your er maybe they're not in as much pain or they're having episodes of pain or the child was so here's another thing that you need to keep in mind say you are able to relieve the pain completely the testicle is now lying in the in the correct anatomical position further evaluation with ultrasound and surgical exploration with likely orcoplexy are still warranted even after a successful detorsion because again the child is going to be at risk for repeat testicular torsion the longer the testes is starved of blood the higher the likelihood of permanent injury any diagnostic study here that delivers that delays definitive care should not be obtained. So this is why ordering imaging, which were options in this question choice, you know, performing a testicular ultrasound was wrong because again, it's been more than 12 hours. Your immediate priority and the next best step in management is trying to take care of the problem by performing a procedure at bedside to externally rotate the testes. The other answer choice here, order abdominal and pelvic ct was again listed there to make you think that hey this patient's having appendicitis which if you read this question or listen to this question quickly that's what you were thinking right away but the kicker was that last part of the exam which is the child was having a right testis that was tender remember urological consultations are needed emergently in these cases but going to the or is not the next best step in managing this The next best step, again, was performing external rotation of the testes. So let's bring it all together. History is critical. Absolutely critical here. Sudden, not gradual. Gradual things, you think more infectious ideologies. You think more appendicitis. This was sudden. So think torsion. You know, this is similar to the ovarian torsion podcast that we had as well. And that's a good refresher. Feel free to go back and listen to one of our old pods on that. A hallmark of testicular torsion, again, is severe sudden onset scrotal pain with radiation to the abdomen. Don't get fooled. Don't think appendicitis right away. Don't think some sort of GI upset illness right away. Remember to always think about testicular torsion in your differential. Testicular torsion most commonly results from internal rotation. So you're attempting to detour, right? So start with external rotation. Remember that opening the book movement, that's the direction that you want to go. It's external rotation. That's your first attempt. Now, again, if that's not successful, you can try internal rotation. But again, your first attempt is going to be external rotation of the testes. And testicular torsion Accounts for 30% of acute scrotal pain presentations and again is considered a surgical emergency. This is a really high yield board bomb. Remember what that next best step is and remember the direction that you're going in as well. Remember that hours are critical here. So you have a chance for salvage from 96% at the four to six hour mark down to 20% after 12 hours. And that is it, it's another board bomb delivered. Remember you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, handles at EM Drop us an app over as well. We appreciate it. We appreciate our partners at ASAP and Pier for providing these questions. And we'll be back again. Hopefully Dr. Briggs will not bump me again for another historical adventure. Although he's been having a lot of those lately. We'll see.